are now listening to Corrupted Hearts Podcast. Get ready to dive deep into crime, conspiracy, and all things corrupted. Hi friends, welcome back or welcome to Corrupted Hearts. I'm Brooklyn and today we're going to be talking about a case out of Florida. So heads up Floridians, you're probably fairly familiar with this one, but we get into that... What? Before we get into that, I want to go over a few things. I have been handpicking cases, of course, to try and get my podcast off the ground. But I do want to give anyone the option and opportunity to suggest cases, conspiracies, or anything that you find a little spooky or interesting with me. And I would be able to take your suggestions, research them, or if you have any ideas for it, I am completely open to that. And you can do that over on the Corrupted Hearts Instagram. And that's where I'm going to be taking these requests for all of those things. I will link the Instagram down in the show notes so that you can easily access it there. You can just shoot the page a DM and maybe you could see something that you suggested on a future episode. I also wanted to point out that if you want to continue listening to content from me and Corrupted Hearts, whatever platform you're listening to on, you can opt in to follow or subscribe and you can actually turn on notifications on some of the platforms. That not only helps you if you want to keep up with what I'm posting, but also helps me out as well. But that's enough talking though, so let's jump into this case. A teenage girl was reported missing by her family, and several hours later, her body was found. She had been brutally murdered. This is what we know so far about the murder of Tristan Bailey. Tristan Bailey was young, only 13 years old, and full of life. She was someone that other girls on her cheerleading squad looked up to. Her family absolutely adored her, and their hearts continued to break over the loss of their daughter and sister. Tristan was just an average teenage girl. She loved Starbucks, cheerleading, and her favorite color was aqua. I kind of feel like we all kind of went through that phase of loving the color aqua, and I mean, some of us still do, and that's okay. Tristan was unapologetically herself. She didn't care what other people thought of her, she just wanted to be herself, as she should be allowed to do. Everyone should be allowed to be themselves. Tristan's older sister, Brittany, has always been so vocal about her sister and continues to advocate for her. Brittany posted on Facebook after her sister's horrific murder, saying, I've been asked by so many, what can we do to help? And honestly, nothing will bring her back, so answers have just been open air. Our family has asked for nothing, but we have decided with the money that is given, we are going to use it to make memorials for Tristan. A GoFundMe was set up by a family member, which I will link that in the show notes down below, so if anyone would like to donate or... Just take a look at it. It'll be easier for you to find. They've reached over beyond their goal of 20000 And the last time I checked, they had raised up to 63245 for the memorials for Tristan. 
So now I want to talk about what led to Tristan Bailey's murder, a beautiful girl with overwhelming love and support from her friends and family. For us to do that, we need to talk about Aiden Fucci. Aiden Fucci was at the time 14 years old and he was a classmate of Tristan. They both attended Patriot Oak Academy in St. John's, Florida. Aiden wasn't described in the best light. The exact opposite of the way people talked about Tristan is how they talked about Aiden. A friend of Tristan's was interviewed by investigators and described Aiden, saying he was a textbook definition of what you would call a numb kid. He has no feelings toward anyone, no feelings towards himself, and he's the type of person you would see as a murderer. He just doesn't care. Aiden's girlfriend at the time told police that he talked frequently about killing people. He always carried a knife when he was away from school. He would pretend to stab her and would go up behind her and put a knife to her throat. The girlfriend also mentioned that Aiden, a month before Tristan's murder, said that he talked at length about killing someone. She said he would find a random person walking at night, drag them into the woods, and stab them. It's kind of funny how he confessed that a month before Tristan's murder because she was found stabbed to death in the woods. Aiden's former girlfriend and one of his close friends said that Aiden named his knives Picker and Poker. How creative. Aiden left Picker at his girlfriend's house and a knife matching the description of Poker, a folding buck knife, was found by a diver in a pond near where Tristan's body was discovered. Aiden was interviewed by sheriff deputies while they were searching for Tristan. He was patted down and they found another knife on him. This is also on top of the eight pocket knives, a homemade shank, and an empty sheath for holding a folding buck knife found in his room. We're now going to go ahead and get into the events that led up to Tristan's disappearance and death. Since we unfortunately do not have Tristan to give us her event of things, we're going to be going into what Aiden said went down. Aiden originally told investigators that him and Tristan left a friend's house around 1.10 a.m. on May 9, 2021. He said that they left the friend's house and walked for a bit together, and then they parted ways, each of them going back towards their own houses. Aiden returned to his home at 3.30 a.m. This is extremely strange because Aiden's house was only a mile and a half from the friend's house that they were at. It should not have taken over two hours to walk that distance. Investigators did catch on to this and questioned Aiden about the amount of time it took him to get home. After this, Aiden obviously changed up his story. This time, the story goes like this. The two of them were walking along the road leaving the friend's house, and according to Aiden, Tristan grabbed his penis, and Aiden responded by shoving her to the ground. She hit her head, and he left her there. He didn't know if she was okay or not, or if she was able to get up after hitting her head. He continued with his new story by saying that he didn't immediately go home after this. He just decided to keep walking around alone for a little while. We're going to speed forward a little bit to when Tristan's body was found, and Aiden and his parents were going to be brought in to the sheriff's station. Aiden's mother broke the news to him that Tristan's body was found and that this is why they were being brought in, and Aiden simply responded, How is it my problem? 
His mom, Crystal Smith, proceeded to tell him that Aiden was in fact the last person to be seen with Tristan. Aiden's parents grilled him about his whereabouts that night and asked him numerous times about whether if any DNA or physical evidence could be found linking him to Tristan. His parents then advised him to find his story and make sure to stick to it. Aiden's mom then hand-washed the pair of jeans that Aiden wore the night he was walking with Tristan, the same night that she was murdered. During a recorded conversation between Aiden and his mother Crystal in the interview room, Aiden confessed that he had been wearing those jeans that night. His mother then asked him whether anything could be found on them, and Aiden whispered one word to her. Blood. Crystal then suggested to her son that he had actually been wearing khaki pants that night instead of jeans, and Aiden just simply agreed with her. At this point, Aiden obviously had something to do with Tristan's death. He was arrested on May 10, 2021 and it apparently made several admissions of guilt according to his arrest report. Aiden even posted a selfie of himself in the back of a patrol car captioning it. Hey guys, anybody seen Tristan lately? But then he proceeded to plead not guilty. Crystal Smith, Aiden's mom, was eventually arrested for tampering with evidence. The drains in their house was tested positive for blood, and... The jeans that Aiden wore that night were also tested, resulting in a positive finding of blood. Crystal, however, was released on a $25,000 bail. I'm now going to go into or go through the timeline of events of that day that Tristan went missing, as well as when she was eventually found murdered. On May 8, 2021, at 11.45 p.m., the Bailey family returned back to their home after being out for the night. Around 12 a.m., May 9th, was the last time Tristan's family saw her alive. A call was logged at 12.25 a.m. that morning on Tristan's phone from Aiden. Tristan and Aiden arrived at a friend's house, called Trey. At 12.30 a.m., by 1.10 a.m., Tristan and Aiden left Trey's house together. At 1.24 a.m., two people were seen on a CCTV footage at a neighborhood community sister matching Tristan and Aiden's descriptions. At 1.45 a.m., a home surveillance video showed two people matching their descriptions on Saddlestone Court, walking towards a cul-de-sac. At 3.27 a.m., the home surveillance video on Saddlestone Court caught only one of the two people from before running the opposite direction and carrying what looked like to be a pair of shoes. Around 3.30 a.m., Aiden returned home where he lives with his mother, Crystal, and his stepfather. Tristan's sister was waking her up for Mother's Day breakfast around 9.40 a.m. and finds that she's not in her room. 20 minutes later at 10 a.m., Tristan's mom called 911 and reported her missing. Around 11 a.m., the St. John's Sheriff's Office posted a message on Facebook asking for any information of Tristan Bailey's whereabouts. At 2.28 p.m., the Sheriff's Office posted a follow-up tweet still seeking information on the whereabouts of Tristan Bailey. Around 5 p.m., the Florida Department of Law Enforcement activates a missing child alert for Tristan. At 6 p.m. that night, Tristan's body was found by a man searching a property near Saddlestone Court 
after hearing about her disappearance. At 3.33 a.m. May 10th, Aiden Fucci was arrested after items with blood found on them and clothes matching what he was wearing in the videos was found in a search of his bedroom. He was booked to St. John's County Jail. At 11.45 a.m., it was announced that Aiden Fucci was in custody on second-degree murder charges for Tristan Bailey's death. On May 11th, at 8.30 a.m., Aiden made his first court appearance. A grand jury met on June 1, 2021, and decided that Aiden Fucci would be then charged with first-degree murder, which automatically moves the case to adult court, and he will be tried as an adult. This next part isn't really part of the timeline, but it's a bit graphic, so I just wanted to warn everyone before continuing. It was confirmed that Tristan Bailey suffered from 114 stab wounds. 49 of them alone were defensive wounds. She was fighting so hard to stay alive. Part of the murder weapon was found in a pond near her body, and Florida State Attorney R.J. Larizza said that Tristan was stabbed so viciously that the blade of the knife broke off and was stuck in her scalp. That is the end of the main timeline, and most of the things that have happened since then have been very spread out. The trial is still not started, and we are going on two years since this tragedy happened. The most recent things to happen for this case happened in December of 2022. Aiden's team requested to have the trial moved somewhere else, considering it could be extremely difficult to find a jury. This was denied by the judge, but could be changed later on in the event that they can't come up with a jury. Jury selection is expected to begin in February of this year, 2023. Another thing his team requested was that he be moved to a different jail. He is currently in the Duval County Jail because St. John's County does not have a juvenile wing. They submitted a document with more than 12 dozen reasons why Aiden should be moved. One of the reasons being that he is always kept in some form of solitary confinement. His attorneys mentioned that he is alone in his cell, in his cell for 24 hours a day and denied access to any form of group setting. He can't go outside and he can't visit with any other inmates. He also eats his meals alone in his cell. He has also been receiving multiple threats from within the jail but was denied being able to move. The St. John's County Sheriff argued that he lost his right to choose where he is being held when he was indicted by a grand jury for first-degree murder. And that is pretty much where this case is at at this point. Not much has happened since Aiden was arrested, and we are stuck in a sort of waiting game, waiting for something to come next. Hopefully 2023 will bring more information and start to this long-awaited trial. Tristan's family deserves closure and have waited long enough to see someone guilty for the death of their daughter and sister. I am extremely hopeful that Tristan will receive the justice that she deserves and bring closure to those that will continue to miss her every single day. I'm hoping that I will have an update about this case later in the year, so do be on the lookout for it in the future, uh, possibly in an episode, and over on the Corrupted Hearts Instagram page. I will also be adding pictures that relate to this case over there on there as well if you would like to take a look.
Always remember to look out for your friends and family and keep them close because this can happen to anyone and I would hate for anybody to go through something like this. I cannot imagine what her family is going through and I hope that they get what they're wanting when this trial starts. But thank you so much for listening today. I know that this was a heavy one, so go and find something to do or watch that will bring you some sort of happiness. And I hope to see you in the next episode of Corrupted Hearts.